Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, Troy Catet joins me as we scout Manchester United before tomorrow night's big match. But before we get into that conversation, a quick message from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of slow internet speeds and worrying about your online security? Well, we have the solution for you. Introducing NordVPN, the fastest VPN on the planet. With over 5,400 servers worldwide and the game-changing NordLynx protocol, you can stay safe online without sacrificing speed. Imagine being able to stream your favorite shows and movies without buffering or experiencing lag. With NordVPN, that's a reality. Plus, you can browse the web with peace of mind, knowing that your data and personal information is protected. But wait, there's more. To celebrate their 11th birthday, NordVPN is offering an additional gift for all new users. That's right, you get to enjoy lightning fast speeds and complete online security, plus an extra special birthday gift. So visit nordvpn.com slash Barca. And if you're still not convinced, NordVPN offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk in trying it out. Upgrade your online experience today and join the millions of satisfied users who trust NordVPN for their internet security needs. Visit nordvpn.com slash Barca to learn more and take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't wait any longer to stay protected and connected with the fastest VPN on the planet. All right, so Thursday night, Barcelona are going to host Manchester United. Obviously, we would have much rather seen this match in the Champions League, but it is the Europa League. And Troy Cadet is joining me to diagnose, scout, and talk about Manchester United. Troy, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we've been what's up in each other. We've been watching a lot of videos on what Man U has been up to. And I guess the first thing I want to start off with is just kind of the history and talk about the formation and some things, players that we want to watch out for uh, for this big matchup on Thursday night. Really quickly, though, how are you feeling just generally about this matchup on yeah. Thursday night? Well, obviously, as the teams, these two teams have, you know, really pretty much, well, I don't want to say done a 180, but are what I would consider two of the hottest teams right now in European football. So as that that as that continued to, to happen and they continue to grow, and obviously Barca's held the lead at La Liga and, and Man U has climbed the, 
the points chart in the Premier League, then obviously the anticipation of this game has been growing. So uh, I, I, I can't this. I haven't been this excited, obviously, in a couple of years, probably for a matchup, um, you know, really just based on both teams form, you know. So I really uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to watching this game and, and for us to dissect it today for the key items for for everybody to watch. And uh, I think we're going to see a masterpiece, but um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Really briefly, just the history. They played 13 times, six Barcelona wins, three menu wins and four draws. And obviously uh, we can talk about the champions league finals. Obviously those are the first matchups that come to, to mind for myself. And, but most recently they haven't faced each other. And I think the anticipation of, you know, like you said, not only is, are they performing, uh, both really well right now, best teams in Europe, essentially. But also, you know, these are two powerful worldwide clubs, right? So this is going to get a lot of eyeballs in this match. And let's just talk about the formation. You know, when I was looking at the formation of Man U, obviously with Ten Hag coming in, I knew he was going to make a difference because, you know, we saw what he did at Ajax. I just thought, you know, Man U has to be patient with him. And I think obviously getting rid of Ronaldo, that kind of, um, you know, quote-unquote cancer out of the locker room, but also just having the players believe in his system and you can see those results. And, you know, from what uh, I have seen, you know, it's basically like a 4-2-1-3 type of thing. It's almost like a mm-hmm. mini diamond in the middle with Casemiro leading that. Anything that you noticed, you said you watched a couple of their matches in the past week, anything that you see that maybe Barcelona could exploit in this formation? Well, yeah, the couple of matches that I watched were the Leeds matches, and Leeds, obviously their goal, they, they knew they couldn't match them talent for talent, so their goal was to really get in their face and play play a high press throughout the game. The first game that I watched, I believe it resulted in a draw, so it worked well for them. The second game, they fizzed out at the end. They ran out, and, and Man U scored some goals at the end, so it looked like it was more of a lopsided game. Than it actually was. Leeds lasted till about the 80, 80th minute, and then and then it all broke open for for Man United. So they, like most teams, they still have troubles dealing with a high press. So what, and that's what we've seen Barcelona has been doing. Like you know, the press that they're playing is phenomenal. You know, right now compared to what they've done in the last three, four, five years, and so. Right away, that was my initial thought was, I want to see Barca play that press from beginning to end, and how is Man- Manchester United going to be able to deal with that? Because they, even though their their talent has, you know, they have talent on that team, and they brought in some players that we'll talk about, they still struggle with hanging on to the ball. It's still, they're still very sloppy when you press them. They're not used to playing in those tight spaces. So for me, that would be that's going to be Barcelona's number one uh, objective in this game is to is to stay on them, to stick to them, force them to cause issues, and then we take the ball, we hold possession, we do our thing, uh, and, and and obviously, hopefully, we we come out on top. So I think that's our that's our best game plan. Obviously, there's some tactics. Hopefully, we that we talk about today that are going to make a difference that will help us along the way. But we must press today. We must press. I think if we have the same pressing that we had on Sunday night, I think that is that is what we're looking for. Because like yeah. you said, I think if we're just looking at a technical uh, comparison between the two teams, 
technically we are far superior in passing and holding than Manchester oh, yeah. United, you know, obviously because that's the style of the EPL is just to be more direct and, you know, huff the ball essentially. And I think that's where, you know, not only our technical ability to pass and get out of narrow spaces, but also the, you know, the inability of Manchester United to be comfortable in those situations, you know, because yeah. for example, when I think of, Varane back there. The first thing I do not think about is his technical ability. He is technical, and I would say he's one of the more technical fullbacks, but it's not the first thing I think about. I think about more of his physicality, yeah. uh, his ability to win balls in the air. And obviously, you know, we know that uh, Harry Maguire is not going to be playing most likely. So you have Shaw back there, and Shaw's usually a left back, and he might be paired up with Varane, as I've seen in other videos of Manchester United, people speaking about this. And right there, that's where I think you know, players like Frankie de Jong, Lewandowski have to exploit with that pressure because yep. Shaw's not used to playing in the middle. It's totally different from moving left back. And he hasn't played in the middle that often. He's yeah. small. He's not technically sound. And that's where I think those matchups, like you said, especially if we see the Frankie de Jong pressing like he was on Sunday, Yeah, you know, it's going to be a long night for Manchester United. Yeah, it is. But yeah, like I said, they're just not – they just can't play in those tight spaces. They're not developed as a team, technically wise, to be able to to take on the pressure, understand the pressure, and get themselves out of that pressure. Like you said, they're used to playing more of a vertical, a direct game. And so, I if if Barcelona can do it properly, I just see a lot of you know random passes, a lot of kicking the ball to get out of that pressure. You know, which hopefully, you know, that's a that's a jump ball. So hopefully, alert, uh, leads uh, to a turnover. But again, if they do it right for me, that Barcelona can just purely choke them out with with the press and our ability to to play within that press. Yeah, and the other thing too is that Manchester United do like to press as well, and that's what they've been doing this season, especially against, like you said, against Leeds, about teams that their, you know, their talent pool is much much stronger. But against Barcelona. I'm curious to see if Ten Hag still continues with this high press because I can guarantee you they have not played a back line as technical, as savvy as our back line. Maybe, you know, you could say Manchester City, sure. But I think our youngsters are just even faster than that. And I think that's really going to surprise them. So I'm curious to see what Ten Hag rolls out with this high press because he wants to press and, you know, use that – that speed that he has to try to get turnovers. But I think with Barcelona, as we've seen the last couple of weeks with this new formation, we've seen so many more counter opportunities. So I'm curious, that's going to be the kind of one of those cat and mouse type of actions going on. What do you think about Manchester United pressing? I mean, if they do press, I think that totally bodes in our favor because then all of a sudden we're just going to be able to unleash our counter with Rafinha, Rafinha and obviously Lewandowski. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to press. We, we probably this, this version of our team right now, I, I have I have a feeling it's going to take them maybe 20, 25 minutes to adjust to it, right? Because we haven't played anybody from the Premier League in a while. We haven't played anybody outside of La Liga for a while. And so we're, we won't be ready in the, in the, the beginning stages of this game. Maybe the first third of this game, we'll have to make adjustments to it because we just haven't experienced the, the speed that uh, Man U has. And so we're going to have to adjust adjust to it. I had a year ago, this would have been my biggest fear. It would have been my absolute biggest fear. Like we, we won't be able to handle this press. We can't play in sloppy games. We're, we're doomed in this. And we saw that over and over and over again, the high press playing against us has been the Achilles heel going back three, four, five, six years. Okay. But this year, but right now 
where this team is with everything that I've s- seen them change and every in the way that they're playing, I'm not afraid of the press. Like I said, the only the only thing that worries me is they're just going to have to adjust to the to the amount of speed, to the amount of pressure that's being played. I think United knows, hey, we need to come out. We're going to the 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 only way to beat Barcelona in the past is to punch him in the mouth. And so I think they're going to come out and try to do that, which everybody, ha- you know, every team would have to adjust to that if you don't do that on a match-to-match, on a week-to-week basis like they're doing in the Premier League. But I think once we we take those initial punches, once we make those adjustments, the talent will then rise above that. And I think that we will then take the game on from there uh, and, and then and then go to victory. There will be we always have that. So we still have those time periods in the in the middle to later second part of the game where it seems like the other team will start to make some runs. So I think that 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 will still happen against us. But overall, I think when the dust settles, I think that Barcelona will have controlled the game. There, will, like I said, there will be some moments that you know I think we're going to have to play really good defensively. We're going to have to track back because they will. They are vertical, so they are going to move the ball on us. Uh, but our back line right now, I mean, I, I, I'm speechless when it comes to how well they are playing right and how fast they came together and how well they gelled. Because think about it. In in the in October, you know, these guys, I mean, before the World Cup, we all of them were hurt. So we didn't they didn't even have that time together. I mean, it, this has all happened since we've come out of the World Cup and it's just been short of amazing, like how the how the, you know, I'll say five of them because depending on who's on that left back, if it's Elba or or uh, B- uh, Balde, they've all just come together, and the the level that they're playing is just unbelievable. I really hope that Balde gets the start because I think his speed matches up well to cover. And as I always say, if you're looking at a left back, you know, as we talk about in the chat, as always, you have to play defense first, and then everything else is gravy, right? Yeah. And I just think Balde is a better defender than Abba as of as of right now. And I think, you know, after watching all these Manchester United videos and so forth, one of the things they pointed out was the Rashford issue. And mm-hmm. I'm going to po- pose an opposite thing. What if Manchester United do not high press, they park the bus, and they just release Rashford on the left side? Maybe before I would feel nervous about that. You know, I would be like, oh, yeah, Rashford, because obviously he's in form. He's got like 20-plus goals. But now with Kunde back there, I feel un- like I'm so confident right now yeah. with that de- defensive pairing that I don't think it's an advantage either way. I think they kind of just wash each other. And obviously with Kunde's speed and his ability to, to track back, his technical ability to pass out of things, what do you what do you think about that idea that maybe Manchester United maybe play a little bit more conservative and try to release more with with Rashford on the left side? Well, this is the second. This is the second part of wh- why I'm really excited to watch this game is the chess match that we're going to see today. And Rashford is that key, is that key player for Man U of what they're going to do with him. So that th- there's a couple scenarios because I think going into it, they've seen what what Araujo has done to uh, Vinicius. And so I think they're thinking, well, Barca is going to do that same thing. They're going to put Araujo on Rashford and try to shut him down. So either they said, okay, well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to use him as a decoy. We're going to use him to take Barca's best center back out of the play. And then they'll go to some of their other players, Weghor, some of their other guys. Or like what you said, we know that Barca has trouble scoring with a deep block. Let's stick with the deep block today. Let's wait for them to make a mistake, and then we can push forward on a on a dangerous counterattack uh, and take our chances that way. Those are really the – if you ask me, those are really 
the two options that they have. That, that's really, that's it. Like, they, I don't think that there's much more that they can do uh, as far as having available, you know, game plans. I mean, that's really about it. So it'll be interesting to see. So you're right. They could, they could sit back. They could sit back and let's, let's just play a pure, uh, a pure, a counterattacking game. I don't think that that's their style. I don't think that that's the way that they play the best. I still think that they just need to be bombing the ball vertical and using their speed, you know, wherever it may be, if it's on the, if it's on the outside or if it's in the middle, I just think that that's what they're going to, I think they're going to try to take their a game. We're going to have to bring our a game. It's just going to be a a collision of the two. So, but it would be super interesting to see, but, but um, we'll see. I mean, the other thing too is, you know, this is a European matchup, right? So it's a home and away. So, Mm -hmm. You know, especially there's no goal against anymore in this competition, yeah. right? So that's another thing that we have to think about. And so that's why I'm kind of thinking about, you know, if I were Ten Hag, I would probably be more conservative and just take my chances uh, because if they do press high, I just don't think, you know, maybe Manchester have more respect for the, our midfield and our youngsters. But when I've been yeah. watching all these YouTube videos, they brush over our kids like nothing. And it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's very apparent that they don't watch La Liga. I get that. Yeah. But the, the idea that, you know, they don't know the ability of Pedri and Gavi and ultimately Balde and Kunde, like how great yeah. they're playing together yeah. and the way they're able to pass out of those things. I, you know, for me, if I see them coming out and pressing high, I think that is an advantage for us because then we'll be able to go back and forth with yep. more opportunities with Lewandowski up the middle. So I think that's going to be yeah. a, a yeah. thing. So there's a little bit of the chess match. I want to go to one of the matchups because, again, when I was watching all these videos, the clear player that they are all banking on is Casemiro. And I can't mm-hmm. be happier about this because <laughs> yeah. I think Casemiro is one of those players that has, you know, I think he's very overrated in that, yeah. you know, when I watch him, I think he gets away with so many fouls. He should have been red carded on so many other matches. Uh, and, no. you, know, you know, all this idea. And now that he's at Manchester United, you know, all these people, these fans of Manchester is like, oh my God, Casemiro has so much experience at the Camp No, He's going to do great. That I'm like, bring it on, baby. Because I don't yep. think, I don't, you know, one thing is to play, the midfield of the last couple of years where we were more slow, static, but man, this, you know, I I don't think he's prepared for this and he's going to be one of the only ones in front of that back four protecting. And I think it's going to be a long night for Casemiro. What say you, Troy? Yeah. He hasn't played against, he hasn't played against this team in their form and where they are right now. So, so if they're going based on his experience against Barcelona, go for it because that's a completely different team. You know, the midfield was totally slower you know, we 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 didn't have. I mean, yeah, he, I think he's obviously played against uh, Pedri a little bit, but I mean, he was just coming up. Probably hasn't played against Gavi. He hasn't played against Frankie, where Frankie is back and is playing phenomenal right now. So go ahead and and, and we can they can utilize Casemiro's game expertise about Camp Nou because this is a totally different team, and he's with a totally different team too. He doesn't have his cronies to to follow. You know, Modric and and um, Cruz and all those guys to fall back on. And and one other thing, he's starting to not get away with as much as he had. Like, he's get, starting to get carded. I watched a couple of games where he's getting cards, and, of course, he's, you know, doing this thing like me, like, you know, in disbelief that he got a card. But he's always – he's a very smart player. <clears throat> I'll give him props for being smart. Always been one of the dirtiest players. He knows how to get away with those little fouls and not make them look like so – 
so bad, like that there was so much intent to them, even though we know as a fan watching that that's exactly what he had was intent to do it. So I'm looking forward to him failing today because I don't think he'll be again, maybe in the beginning again with my thoughts that they will go full blown press in the beginning. Maybe he makes a difference just because it, we are again, trying to um, adjust to that press. But outside of that, I, I don't think he'll have, I think he'll be absent in this game. I really do. I think he'll be absent. Yeah, I, I can't wait. To try to follow Gavi one time. Just try it one time. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just follow my pit, follow my pit bull one time. Let's see what happens, man. <laughs> I think this is a matchup where I'm I'm glad Busquets is hurt because mm-hmm. I think our midfield from left to right, top to bottom, you know, movement wise, we are just the coverage and the speed on on yeah. not only attacking but but defense. And I think that's where they're really going to be able to exploit Casemiro, especially, you know, as we talked about, you know, the different dimensions of the field, right? Over on Sunday against Villarreal, as I call it, the phone booth, right? Just because the dimensions are much smaller. And you saw Barcelona not use the width as much, but go directly because of that yeah. idea. Now, with the going back to the camp, no, I think that's really going to help them because they're able to string out Manchester United with the width of what we're going to do. So that'll be interesting as well, because now with our, our lineup, you know, at times we have four midfielders to outnumber what they what other teams have. And yeah. I just think Casemiro is going to have a long night because he's going to be drawn left and right, and he doesn't have the speed like he does. And also, no, you know, if no. you're depending on Bruno Fernandes to help you on defense, I'll take my chances as well. Yeah, yeah. And he has not – he's not in form right now. He has not looked good at all. <clears throat> in the last couple of games I've watched, he has not played very good defense. He has not – uh been very intense he hasn't had the intensity level as some of his other teammates and it also looks like he's lacking confidence at all he actually had a he actually had a breakaway um counter-attack in the last Leeds game that they had and was afraid to even take the shot so there was like a fumbled pass and, the, and they ultimately didn't score but um yeah something's something's uh certainly up with him he's not at the level that he was you know uh, uh, earlier in the year and last year so yeah, last couple of things. I, I want to just point out Lewandowski. I think ultimately the last couple of matches, he's looked heavy-footed, a little clunky and clumsy with his touching. He did score a goal, so that was fine. He did assist the other night as well. Yeah. But I think if he can really put a stamp on this game, because, you know, he is a world-class striker, right? And yeah. we, you know, when he can be in front of goal, he usually converts. And I think that's really going to be, you know, because the way we're playing right now, I'm very happy in the progress of what we're doing. We get, we have a lot of chances, and that's great. But also, if Lewandowski can put one or two behind the neck, I think that just puts even more pressure on yeah. Manchester United yeah. to open up, and then we can even score further goals. Yeah, that there is still room for improvement up front. There, it's not it's not the as fluid as it can be for sure. But the one thing about Lewandowski is he's going to work the whole entire game, so you don't have to worry about that. He's still going to try to put himself in position every time we have the ball down there in the final third and even beyond. So you don't have to worry about that. So what that means is United's going to have to man mark them the whole entire game. So they're not going to be able to just leave them, leave them run free. And my thoughts are they'll probably at least have one person on them in an, and if not have a second person on them, because like you just said, if he does get the ball and he does have chances, he will score. So, and you know, depending on what they're doing with their press or whatever, if they if if they leave him open, then he'll 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 put in the net and he'll he'll uh, 
kill that game off really quick. So uh, it's going to be a really tough game for those guys to to, to decide who the heck are they, who they're going to who they're going to guard because, like you said, if they're discounting Gavi and Pedri, then I could see I could see uh, Chavi using Gavi like he used him uh, against Madrid, where he put it you know on that left. I mean that was a per- there was purpose in him playing over there. There was purpose in getting him the ball and putting him in scoring positions. And so and the same thing with Pedri. We we see Pedri. We see Pedri can score. This kid's got the chops to score. I think he's just still afraid to pull the trigger probably 80% of the time because he knows he has other teammates around him that can score. So they these guys might, you know, man mark Lewandowski. You know, maybe they maybe they take Gavi out of it. So one of these players is going to be, in my opinion, is going to be free, and they're going to have to step up and, and, and come to the challenge. But the problem is, is for, for Man United, who, who do you pick? Who do you pick? Because all three of them, and there's other players on the team, but all three of those guys could hurt you. They can all score. They can hurt you in different ways. Um, so they got a. I mean, they have a big challenge ahead of them. But uh, but yeah, Lewandowski. No matter what, he he'll he will work and work and work and work and work the whole entire game, and that's that's a pain in itself to de- to defend. And again, he's going to have a height advantage over Shaw because Shaw's yep. a midget out there, you know. Obviously, with Varane, he matches up well, you know, height-wise, physicality-wise. But I, <laughs> but I, but I think, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at these matchups as well, you know, again, like you said, I just think from top to bottom right now, just the coverage. You know, think about this idea of you know the, most of these players on Manchester United have never played at the camp. No, they don't know the dimensions of what it takes yeah. to run this type of field work. Gavi, oh, yeah. Pedri, Balde, they, it's instinctual now, right? Yep. To to go oh, yeah. with that. The other thing too, like you said, I think the balance on this team right now from left to right is definitely at its best. You know, for example, if Balde plays you know that he's going to be confident on the ball to be able to bomb that left wing as well as Gavi going up that side. But I also think this is going to be a a better matchup for Rafinha because I think Rafinha, you know, his moves translate better, I think, in the EPL, like just the back and forth of what he does, right? I think the defending in the EPL is less than it is in La Liga. La Liga defenders don't really fall for that type of flair, I think, whereas EPL players, I think – They'll foul first before they go, and I think that's going to benefit Rafinha yep. in the attack. And like you said, like if Rafinha and Lewandowski can connect on an early goal, that just mounts that confidence and pressure, and then everyone's going to be into the match. But I, I'm curious to see. You know, obviously we know the way we're playing right now. What happens, Troy? And I hate to be the bearer of bad news like yep. this, but what happens if we lose this match? And all of a sudden, that pressure of European stuff on Chavi's shoulders. What? How are you? How, I don't want to even start to think about it because we're rolling right yeah. now. But like, but you know, when you win more than 15 matches, it's really, you know, you can lose just because of like obviously the different matchup. You know, we're playing yeah. Manchester United team that we normally don't play. But yep. there's all of a sudden that pressure mount up on Xavi and European Knights if he does lose at the Camp Nou on Thursday. Well, yeah, obviously pressure will because it'll be like, here we go. Here we go again. Like, you know, yeah, they're playing great in La Liga, but we can't take on anybody in Europe. So there certainly will be pressure there. I don't think that it's the end of the world if they lose because for me, I'm for me personally, I am already so impressed with where they've how far they've come as a squad and where they're going. You know, I, the one day they these guys were doing a full blown uh, workout in the weight room, remember? And I put it in our in our WhatsApp chat, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Barcelona a player from Barcelona do a full blown bench press. You know, these guys are doing bench presses and they were doing, 
you know, leg presses. And I mean, and I put in the chat, we are watching the evolution of this, of Barcelona right before our eyes. So for me, if they, for me, the Europa League is, would be a nice trophy to have, but in the long term, or for the next two or three years, to me, this isn't that that is important as they continue on this path. Will the will the diehard Barcelona fans? Will the will the Spanish press? Will they attack like they always do after a Barcelona loss? Absolutely, they will absolutely be. They will ravage Ch- Xavi. Uh, for not being able to adjust and play against uh, another European team. They'll absolutely do that. But the biggest difference, here's my here's my biggest, the biggest difference in this team is they are playing very with intensity um, and, and they're playing. And I think today, or not today, <laughs> on Thursday, you will see that they will play from the whistle, from the first whistle to the final whistle with full intensity with uh, running and uh, the whole entire time and, and, and doing their thing for the whole entire game. And to me, that's more important than anything else. Cause that tells me that the, that the team has changed their mentality. Their team does understand that they can't, they're not just Barcelona. They can't just show up on the field and that they're going to win a game that they have to work for it, that it, that the game has changed, that it is now more of an athletic it is more of a tactical game in that they're that they're understanding that and, and they're inputting changes and they are developing. So if all those things were leading to this game, it, they're already showing that they're doing this. So those are the most important things for me. Uh, obviously, I don't ever want to see them lose. but Yeah, of course, of course. But like I said, that's just me because I'm looking big picture. I'm looking at the, yeah. I'm looking at the, the, the three to five year game plan for Barcelona even though we're here and now where a lot of people are not, but the questions um, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. the press, the, the Spanish <laughs> will just be, it'll be a bloodbath. If we do lose at home with the way with that we've been playing and, and it's man, you know, man, you there's, there's no doubt about it. He, it will be, it will be nasty uh, locally for sure. For sure. Look at my face. I'm nervous because, as you know, as we are playing now, I think it is crucially important that, let's say, Ten Hag goes with a four-four-two out of nowhere for tomorrow. Yeah. How does Chabi react? How do we get those matches? Because you could say, I understand you saying like Europa League is not that important, but I'm saying I would say it's the opposite. I think it's very important because last year, what the Frankfurt fiasco. You yeah. have to bounce back from this. This is the time where Xavi has to put money in his mouth to say, okay, I am not only doing great in La Liga, but I'm also the, the manager to take this team through tough European matchups, and I know how to adjust. We've seen him do the adjustments since the start of the World Cup, which is great because remember before that, that was one of our biggest complaints where yeah. he was so married to the style, and he's been able to adjust that. But now this is going to be under a microscope because, yes, they have won so many matches in a row. We're playing really well. Our defense is really well. But now this is where the chess matches. We just described all these different matchups are going to come into play, and that's the beauty of it. We're not going to know the lineup until an hour beforehand. Yeah. We're really not going to know what they're really going to line up until the kickoff and all those things. And that's where the chess match comes in. And if we look on just paper, Ten Hag has way more managerial experience than Xavi. Yep. So you kind of put that advantage. And so that's where I'm 
I'm going to, I'm very curious to see how this ends up because I know it's two legs, but it's going to say a lot about how we approach. And also if there's adversity, you know, that's the thing that we're going to be looking at this European night. If we don't score, you know, how do we change things up and and how do we, you know, how do we get those? Because it's one thing in La Liga, right? La Liga, we're playing so many matches, our style, like I always say, our style is going to win out and all that, but it's these micro campaigns, European night must win. I want to win, Troy. I want Europe, yep. Europe a match. You know, right, so, and so that's yeah. that's that's how I'm feeling with this. And like I said, I know it's big picture, and I know it's you know we're talking about a fort, but still, yep. like these are the moments. Our team is yeah. rolling right now, and I haven't felt this confident about Barcelona in a European night in a long time. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But here, let me let me throw it back at you. I don't think that there's that much of a surprise that can be put out on this field because of where we are in the season. Where we are in the season, I don't think Man U would have the time based on their schedule to practice a whole entire setup just for Barcelona. I just don't think that it's possible. They just the way that the Premier League is is there. I mean, it, these are high pressure games, you know, high intensity. There, I don't think you have the ability to make that you know those many tactical changes and be practicing you know those them behind the scenes in preparation for a game like this. And I say that because I, I, I'm fully aware that Chavi and his staff are watching game film. They are looking. They, they, that's how they were able to pinpoint, you know, the, two, the times that they beat Madrid. Like, I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing. They developed a game plan of what Madrid was going to bring to the table. And Madrid is in the same situation that Man U is. They didn't have time to go and make a different game plan. They didn't have time to go make a different game plan for Barcelona, just specifically for them. And neither does Ma- Manchester United because they're fighting to make sure they stay in the top four uh, for Champions League next year. That's their priority. Their league is their priority. And so I don't think that they have the opportunity to present a big surprise to us. Let's just put it that way. Not anything that Xavi has not seen that they've done on, on game film. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But you know, you know how, you know how it goes we have to. Couple, that's the thing, right? You know, yeah. this is, this is where I'm really curious to see how he approaches this because yeah. we can always say, ah, oh, it's just Europa League. But again, yeah, no, that's just me probably saying, I think, I think for sure Barcelona wants to win Euro, Europa League. I mean, look how they celebrated the the Super Copa. Like it was like they just won the Champions League. Yeah. So I know for a fact they want to win this. That, me personally, I, I mean, I want them to win it too. But it's not going to break my heart if they don't. I should say, because I'm not going to be like, I think I need to find a different team. Because no, 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 no. I get, I get, I get, that. I get, I get all that. I get. I just, yeah. you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm confident, and I would say that's about seventy percent. But yeah. at the same time, I'm very cautious about this because yeah i know on paper we're looking good and all stuff but i just you know these european nights now have given me ptsd because i can't you know when was the last time on a european night where we advanced through and stuff i mean it's it's a long time you know and you know it's funny because i just (laughs) i just saw the other day i think yesterday you know uh a video about the liverpool match and i'm just like oh "Oh my god you know what i'm saying so like these are the thoughts (laughs) that continue on right so again i'm i'm just throwing all this stuff out there because, yeah, you know, yeah. as, as good as we're doing in La Liga, it is, you know, at this club, we want to win everything and it's yeah. how we approach those different yeah. things. So I'm just curious to see, you know, if we have adversity and things don't go, what are we going to do? How are we going to change those well, up? And that's what I'm going to be watching and looking yeah. for, especially. 
the good thing about Barcelona in all of this string of 1-0 games is they, they have had to deal with diversity in these games. Every team that they played, you know, had times in those games where they were trying to make a run on us and we had our defense had to step up to the plate. These weren't all we scored and then we sat back and passed the ball around. It wasn't like that at all. We we still had to play. So what that, that what that has done is taught them how to play in a tight game, right? Not to panic, which they would have done a year and a half ago, a year ago, two years ago, three, they would have panicked. They really would have as their talent, you know, deteriorated and got older and we didn't play hard. We would have panicked and somebody, and, and we saw it, we saw it, we saw, you know, bottom of the bottom of La Liga teams come in and sneak, you know, draws on us or wins. And so we saw, but this team has been rock solid, man. Like on these, on these games where they've just been able to deal with deal with that pressure and deal with, I mean, there some of those games we were just taking the, our defense was just taking shot after shot after shot and still dealing with it. So even though some people are saying, well, it's, I mean, Bar- it's Barcelona, they should be winning three, nothing four nothing every game. But what happens then is we don't, we don't learn how to deal on the defensive side on dealing with the pressure. And, and I don't want to compare any La Liga team, current La Liga team, to how you know Man U is going to come with their vertical game because like they're not, none of these teams are, not even Villarreal, not even any of these teams are, in my opinion. But it at least gave them a good base of dealing with dealing with that pressure and becoming, I guess, game hardened, right? Like be, learning how to you know con- still control it and finish the game out. I certainly would have liked to see the second goal in all of those games, but. Um, but at least it's taught them something. I think that's that's uh, you know invaluable, especially in a game like today where they're not, we're not just going to walk over Man U. It's going to be it's going to be a dogfight, even with everything that we talked about, even with the bigger field, even with Chavi, you know, even with tactics, even with how we're playing. It's still it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a it's going to be a one zero. It's going to be a one one. It's going to be a two one. Something like that. It's going to be a dogfight unless we come out and we can score quick and then do our thing. Then we could have a 2-0, we could have a 1-0, we could have a 3-0. It all depends on how quick we but that first 20, man, I can't, I just can't wait for that first 25 minutes. These two teams going at it. I mean, they are it's gonna be like because Bar, you know Barca wants to score because we know that we are more most successful when we score the quickest, and we can fall back on what Barca does. They know that too. They want to put that pressure on us, they want to. They want us to cause error. They want to force errors on Barcelona so they can get that quick goal. And because they know historically when Barca falls down a goal, that it's hard for them to come back. So that first 25 minutes is going to be fantastic. I think there's going to be bodies flying. I think there's going to be cards already given in that first 25 minutes. I I mean, I, it's going to be mass chaos, in my opinion. I can't wait for it. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, obviously – Tonight we still have Champions League, and then tomorrow we got the Europa League matchup, and so it's it's been quite a week. I mean, we watched the the PSG matchup yesterday, and again, yeah. still disappointing. But again, I love these European nights because, like you said, these first twenty five minutes, it's two teams feeling each other out to see what's going on, and we will see how they match up. So, Troy, thanks for joining me. Looking forward to this match, and yeah, I, man, I'm I'm very excited. The only thing that's throwing me off it's an early kickoff. That's the only very thing. early. That's yeah, yeah. Me off too. I was like, it's twelve forty five Eastern in the states. I'm like, whoa, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. I was, was playing. I was planning my schedule for a three p.m. game. I didn't. I just assumed it was. So now I had to make changes because I'm not. 
I will be and this is and like and like and like I always say, as I always say, this is quote unquote early in Spain. Okay, so this is a six forty five local time. Yeah, we've seen Barcelona struggle with these early kickoffs and also with the attendance because yes, like for example, myself, I get done with work at seven. So imagine if I were living in Barcelona trying to escape to go to the match. Like it's just going to be chaos. So it could be an empty stadium for a little bit. And that could add to Manchester United's benefit where they might get some confidence playing. It's all these little quirks, right? Like you said, these little things and we'll see. But again, I'm always worried about these early matches because your body clock, like Barcelona is always used to playing at night. Yeah, we see it on the Sunday afternoons at siesta time. And we also have seen it against, like, for example, we, I think with Frankfurt game was at 645 as well. Yep. You just kind of see their body clock that takes them a little bit longer to get into that match. So these are all the little things that we're looking at. But again, I'm really excited to to watch it. And obviously, we'll be discussing it in our WhatsApp group. So thanks, right. Troy, for yep. joining me, talking a little man you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk. We'll talk this weekend. Yep. All right. Have a good one. Ciao. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.